Well, happy Epiphany. I hope that the Christmas season has been good for everybody yeah. uh, and that you found Christ present in some unexpected ways. And that's really what we celebrate on this feast day. Yeah. The fact that God chooses to be present to us in ways that we could not expect or imagine. I'm always a little bit amazed at people who seem to have God's schedule all worked out. I, of course, can't even really manage my own calendar. But there are people, and maybe you've met some of them, who know God's schedule. Some of them are people who think that they know the precise date of Christ's return. Others are people who believe that God's revelation comes to them on a particular day every month. And that may make it easier to publish your Marian apparition newsletter, but historically it hasn't been the way that God's revelation has worked. At least according to the scriptures and our tradition, God loves surprises. The ancient Hebrews, when they were held captive in Babylon, were so surprised when King Cyrus sent them home that they knew it could only be God's hand at work. So the author of Isaiah 60, which is today's first reading, is so amazed at the end of their dark captivity that he foresees an age of radiant light in which the wealth of all the nations of the earth will be brought to Jerusalem. If God was still with them throughout their captivity, then nothing was impossible. St. Paul certainly had some surprises for the early church. From an age in which God's revelation was always delivered to a specific nation, to the descendants of Abraham, Paul announced that God's revelation in Christ was going to be for the Gentiles as well. And so now everyone would have access to God's presence in Christ and in the church. And this surprising revelation is prefigured, of course, in the stories surrounding Christ's birth. And the birth of the Messiah was recognized not by the religious and civil authorities, but by a group of foreigners. We don't know that there were actually three of them, although there were three gifts. Two of them could have gone in together on the frankincense or something. Wise men, kings, astrologers, whatever they were, God chose to reveal to them his coming into the world. And, and that symbolism is really clear. Peering into the darkness, these foreign visitors discerned a message in the minuscule lights of the stars. And so following that faint light, they were led to the light of the world. But they were outsiders, foreigners. And yet God chose them to reveal the birth of Jesus, born for all people and not just for his own. And this has consistently been the way that God works, by choosing those who are outside the system. The foreigners, the poor, the disenfranchised, the neglected. When it's time for light to dispel the darkness, God will cast that light from a direction that we don't necessarily expect. And that should give us hope because we know that our structures and our systems are imperfect and our reliance on ourselves and our own institutions can blind us to the ways that God chooses to be revealed. At the beginning of a new year, particularly a new year following a horrible year, we are really caught between the light and the darkness. It can seem like many of the institutions and the structures that we've relied on are changing or in some ways failing us. And yet now is the critical time for us to search for the light. We have hope because we know that there is a vaccine, multiple vaccines coming. We know that God will never abandon us, and so we cannot surrender to despair. We are surrounded by epiphanies, great and small, 
if we can allow ourselves and allow each other to see God's light shining from some new and unexpected places.